From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. And yes, I am Jerry Brooks, your baby-faced assassin of freedom, as well as your tour guide through the wackadoodle world of Joe Biden's America. And before we get into today's adventure in podcasting, just want to let you know if you want to send us an email, questions, comments, or what have you, uh, in black and right at gmail.com, or you can check out our website, inblackandright.net. And just to let you know that next week uh, we're going to have a little bit of a different broadcast schedule because uh, the show will be heading down to West Palm Beach, Florida uh, for the Turning Point USA Action Conference. Uh, on July the 15th and 16th it is going to be jam-packed and loaded with some of the most amazing voices of the conservative movement and the headliner will be yes Donald Trump and of course there will be also some great speakers such as Dan Bongino Tucker Carlson Steve Bannon of the War Room and all kinds of influencers and policymakers so we're going to be doing some live streaming from there. We're going to be hopefully doing some interviews from down there. Uh, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. And so, uh, so yeah, we're going to be a little bit of a different schedule next week, but I will keep you posted as to what's going on. And apparently what's going on over the last uh, couple of days, and I do apologize for no episode yesterday, I was feeling a bit under the weather. Uh, this isn't exactly the best time for me, uh, the best time of year for me, because I do get sick from time to time. And uh, yeah, it's not a lot of fun. Uh, but anyway, my friends, well, we certainly had some fireworks. Uh, not so much in, uh, you know, I mean, sure, there were fireworks in the sky, but there were also some fireworks going on in the legal realm now of course the uh, a, ju a federal judge in louisiana has ruled essentially that the biden case against the state of missouri uh the first amendment case uh was a judge in louisiana put a temporary injunction on this and of course since the Biden administration uh, doesn't like being told that you can squash the free speech of people, uh, they have already, the, in, the, the Injustice Department has filed an appeal against the ruling. So now, of course, what's really hilarious to me is when you've got the Cabbage Patch doll press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, talking about well, the Biden administration is going to continue with responsible action, quote unquote. Translation, we want to be able to continue to be fascist and we are not going to let some silly judge tell us what we can and what we can't do because we are the government. 
and I thought to myself, are you freaking serious, honey? I mean, hello, there's a reason why the First Amendment is the First Amendment. Jeez Louise. But as the uh, judge in the case had indicated, it's like, no, the Biden administration, nor any of its three-letter agencies can go after private citizens for wanting to express their First Amendment rights and using the social media companies as their weapons of mass uh, obstruction. So, no. But, of course, hey, you know, I mean, the Biden administration knows no bounds. They've gone after the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, the Fourth Amendment, and God knows how many other amendments. But what can you do, folks? But at least as far as this particular case goes, it's rather interesting and it's a very important case. And especially in the modern era. But uh, this interview with uh, Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry, who actually uh, participated in the case along with the Missouri Attorney General, now United States Senator, Eric Schmidt. But Attorney General Landry was on Fox Business uh, talking about the case and what is next, uh, what could potentially be next, uh, as the Department of Injustice has uh, launched an appeal. So let's go to Attorney General Landry. I think it does. Uh, look, I've been saying since last year that this is arguably one of the most first cases, certainly in modern history. I mean, what we're seeing is a transition from the real and physical public square to a virtual public square, and the First Amendment should should be transposed from one to the other. I mean, you don't get an exception to the pandemic. You don't get an exception to the First Amendment if we're at war. I mean, for all of our history, the government has been able to maneuver around that without suppressing the rights of its citizenry. And under this court case, this judge does an unbelievable job in 154 pages of laying out how the government is trying to muzzle its citizens. Yeah, and they kind of hide behind, uh, say, the COVID uh, issue because they use that clearly uh, to curb any views of which they disagreed with. And I think that kind of shook up the social media companies who felt, oh, you know, we've got the administration on our back, so they caved to them. And that's, to your point, that's a dangerous precedent to set. That's correct. I mean, look, that's a violation of the First Amendment. If the government creates an agency, if, if they coerce some person, some private actor, to basically engage in conduct that otherwise they would be prohibited from under the Constitution, then guess what? That's a violation. We've got plenty of Fourth and Fifth Amendment cases yep. uh, that the Supreme Court has handed down in that in that vein, and that's what the judge found. You know. Okay. Yep. Thank you, Attorney General Landry. Yes, this is. I mean, any attempt by the government to use any sort of a private entity, you know, sort of a third party to uh, to um, inflict its will 
uh, by government edict to tell people, nope, you can't do that. Nope, we're just going to uh, we're just going to squash that. It we don't agree with it, so therefore, eh, forget it. So, and this is where the, a lot of the problems happen. And yet, Biden and his cronies are going to continue this fascist style uh, using the heavy hand of government to get these uh, tech companies, which, by the way, are publicly traded companies, and they have a fiduciary responsibility to its shareholders. This is what just blows my mind. Apparently, private enterprise doesn't mean jack to these people. Absolutely nothing. And I'll tell you what, this is going to be real interesting to see what happens with this case. Because if it does go to the Supreme Court, which I have a feeling it just might, it's going to be interesting to see if the justices have any concept of what the Constitution says in regards to the First Amendment. I mean, we're already seeing that happen under Biden. Uh, the Second Amendment absolutely is being trashed. Uh, religious expression is being trashed. You have uh, political speech being trashed, especially, you know, all those dangerous mama bears and papa bears who are going to their school boards and telling them, hey, backed off from this stuff on our kids and trying to groom them. No, 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 no. This is why a rebel, the revolution was fought for freedom, for liberty, not just to let the government run roughshod over your civil liberties, your constitutional rights. And this decision is a major example of why being eternally vigilant is really the new normal, the new modus operandi. Because if we're not, these people are going to continue to smash your constitutional rights, trash your civil liberties right into the ground and just stomp on you like a bug if you don't get with their program. Ugh. I mean, that's pretty disgusting. Uh, but, you know, this is, I mean, the timing of this couldn't be better. I mean, the decision from the judge came out on July 4th, Independence Day. That is pretty dang cool because it is a reminder of what the Founding Fathers risked when they broke away from England. Their lives, their fortune, their sacred honor. And then at the time of the Constitutional Convention, 1787, when the famous, the somewhat famous story of when Benjamin Franklin uh, came out of Independence Hall and a lady stopped him and said, and asked, what kind of government have you given us, Mr. Franklin? And Ben Franklin said, ma'am, we have given you a republic if you can keep it. And that is, we're now at that if you can keep it mode and have been ever since Joe Biden's been in office. So yeah, so whatever terminology they wanna use, it ain't cool. 
you know, it's, it's still fascism. It's still about government control. It's still about things that are just plain wrong and people are not happy with it. And at some point they're going to push back. But the problem is when you have a Congress that just doesn't seem to get it and and get it it hasn't i mean on some things yes but in a lot of the really important things no then whatever faith or credibility the government has is pretty much gone it's totally gone and a lot of americans are waking up to that and for that i am grateful oh but i've been thinking you know uh, just to kind of switch gears now, over the 4th of July weekend, uh, a phenomenal movie, The Sound of Freedom, opened. And it broke records. Over $10 million in pre-sales, which was even more than the Harrison Ford's new movie, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I'm like, wow. The same studios that brought the highly, highly uh, popular The Chosen uh, has done it again. And so, yes. Now, I everybody I've talked to who's seen it so far has loved the movie. I mean, like, it's very intense. A lot of people were crying. Uh, maybe, some said it had a, a uh, the feel of an action thriller. And wow I, I'm, I, I'm I'm amazed I mean I've seen I haven't seen the movie yet but I have seen enough of the trailers that it's absolutely intense and Jim Caviezel playing the lead character does an outstanding job I mean outstanding so that started me thinking now yes the movie deals with a very real, dark, and dangerous subject. Child sex trafficking. It is a global phenomenon that is making almost as much money than the drug trade. And yes, we all know about what's going on with fentanyl and everything. But this is pretty twisted and messed up. Because... The United States is the number one consumer of child pornography. We are number one, and that's not a good thing. But one of the biggest suppliers of child pornography happens to be Mexico. It's not just about the economic migrants who are abusing and trying to play the, the asylum system. It's not even the people who are the gang members, terrorists. No, they're, they're bad enough and they're evil enough. But when you have these people, the human trafficking, taking children and using them for sex, that's really twisted, evil, and straight up demonic. But the one thing about it that really... And, and, and it's not just the subject of the film. That's, it's the issues of the culture. 
CRT, uh, gender ideology, DEI, everything like this. And the American church, these are evil things. These are immoral things. And yet, I have rarely, rarely seen any church that will engage the culture. And they wonder why we have woke churches. Well, the enemy has infiltrated this and has spread these philosophies of men and doctrine of demons into all kinds of houses of worship. Not just uh, the folks in the pew, but those who preach from the pulpit. Now, I know I'm probably going to get all kinds of grief for this, but you know, I don't care. We are at war. I have said this more than enough times. If we're not willing to confront the evils of our culture, then what the heck are we doing? What the heck are we doing? It's that simple. This is nothing short of one of the greatest evils of our time. And I love the real gist of the movie. The line that says it all. God's children are not, I repeat, not for sale. And that's what we're going to have to deal with. We are going to have to do something. We can no longer sit on our blessed assurance every Sunday morning and think that everything's fine. It's not. Some people, sadly, in the American church, the modern American church, have seemed to think that the rapture can be used as an escape clause. Nothing could be further from the truth. What we are supposed to do, which is clearly delineated in Holy Scripture, we are to occupy until he comes, which is a military term to take territory, hold it, and then go take more territory. And we're to keep doing that until he shows up. Not just looking, oh, we're going to escape. We're going to be okay. Jesus is going to come and rescue us. I said, not before we go through some real ugly stuff. And that's where I get concerned. Yeah, I'm going to be critical, but there's a lot of truth if you can get beyond the offense. We've got, I mean, we're, this isn't okay. Children and people are not paying attention until it's their kid. And that's where the danger is. We have to be able to have the steel in our spine and the moral courage to say this far and no more. There are organizations that are helping uh, these trafficked kids, these traumatized kids, and to get them out of these highly abusive situations. And they frankly should be supported and be given a much bigger platform. Now, I know one happens to be Tim Tebow, the former football star, 
and his wife, Demi, originally from South Africa, they go around the world and they go help get kids who have been trafficked, get them out of the lifestyle, get them out of the pain and the craziness. And God bless them for doing that. But it just can't be a small handful. It just can't. It's like, oh, they're doing that. It's like, what do I, it's like, no. Ask yourself the question and actually, frankly, ask God the question. What can you do to help? It's about time, folks. We've owned our stuff. What do I mean, own my, our stuff? Simple. We just need to own up to the fact that we haven't done what we should. Now, I know people will ask me, you know, what, why I do the podcast. Why do I do what I do? And why do I tend to be a little rougher than some? I said, well, it's pretty simple. I own my stuff. Am I outspoken? Yes, I admit to that. Am I a little rough on folks? Yeah, uh, I admit to that too. Uh, there are other things I admit to. I know I'm controversial. I know that, and I can be. But I don't shy away from it. I don't shy away from my faith either. Because I was called to be a voice. And what better way to be a voice for, for kids who don't have much of one? The most innocent of innocents outside of little babies. And yet, what do we do? You know, we have... Now, for Jim Caviezel, great actor. God, I love the guy. I'd love to give him a big hug to thank him for this. But... This is a message that needs to be sent to the entire American church that, hey, we screw you, you know, this needs to be taken care of. And if we're not going to confront this evil, which it is, it's straight evil, then we need to be called out on it. We need to own our stuff, own the fact that we haven't engaged the culture, own the fact that we've been slack on standing up against evil. And that we could do a better job. These are the things I talk about. Owning your stuff, folks. Because this is a sign of spiritual maturity. A big sign of it. And to have a man with the platform of a Jim Caviezel. And the other people involved in this amazing production. I mean, this film was actually done three years ago. But nobody in Hollywood wanted to touch it. It was essentially radioactive. Nobody wanted to touch it because there are an awful lot of people in Hollywood who are into this. Okay? They're into this. Um, people in the media world, the entertainment world, the political world. Nobody wants to touch this with a 10-foot pole. Because there are people in Hollywood, in D.C., in New York, that are up to their ever-loving eyeballs into this. And they are very much involved, and nobody wants to call them out. This is why 
the, the modern day American church has the problems it has. It won't engage the culture because they're scared of getting their 501c3 yanked by the IRS. Sorry, but that's not an excuse, folks. Who the heck cares? You know, we as the body corporate have to speak up. The body of Christ has to speak up. Because if we don't, we're going to be held to account for it. Helping these kids, the lives of the unborn. Now, we do a better job with abortion than we do child sex trafficking. And both of them are very, very evil practices done by very evil people, greedy people. They're in it either for the money or just, you know, cheap giggles and a good time. You know, and yet there are, it's mostly women, young women and girls, but there are boys who are kidnapped into that world. So yes, it's time, it's time to wake up, folks. My fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, it is long past time to wake up and to get our ever-loving blessed assurance and gear and fight for these kids. Fight for them like they were your own because maybe, maybe one day it will be. And that is a parent's nightmare. And I don't want anybody's parents to have to go through that. So step up to the plate, wake the heck up, and find out what you can do to help stop this. Own your stuff, folks. Own your stuff, okay? Because that's the first step in becoming part of the solution to stop this madness. Two million children being trafficked worldwide. Worldwide and from the United States to Asia to Europe everywhere and that's something I cannot nor will not be a part of and I want to do what I can to be a voice to be a solution to this evil and I sincerely hope that there are those in churches in pulpits are willing to do the same thing to stand up for these kids and your 501c3 status be damned because the truth is a whole lot greater than the IRS tax code seriously but with that in mind folks I mean see the movie pay it forward get send tickets to other people let them see this because we need to be the solution and after the movie, there's a message that Jim Caviezel gives. And frankly, it needs to be listened to. N enough said on that. And so with that, my friends, I'm going to call it a day today. Thank you so much for listening. As always, you can find In Black and Right on any podcast platform. We're on all of them. Just simply follow, subscribe. Get notified when uh, new episodes come up. And also, looking forward to getting ready for next week and uh, being on location in West Palm Beach, Florida. 
And so we're going to, um, so yes, I'm even going to work the weekend, <laughs> but it's okay because this conference, I believe will be worth it. So take care for now, everybody. God bless. I hope you had a great fourth. And as always, remember, Patriots come in all colors.